Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Chris Starling. And as we say at the end of every podcast, we love hearing from you. And it's absolutely true. Yes. We, we do love hearing from you. And what, what's thrilling is that we're hearing from some people more than once. Yeah, I want to actually bestow the title of executive honorary executive producer on Kim <laughs> from Buffalo. There you go. Um, she has saved our bacon more than more. She, more she has? You know, there's so many times when we get together and we're like, I got to think of a topic, you yeah. know, and, and Warren comes in and he's, he's clutching his, he's wringing his hands together <laughs> and you can see he's been crying. His clothes are all ruffled. And then suddenly we hear the, there's a new email and it's Kim from Buffalo and she's <laughs> saved us so many times. And, and she's done it again. Yes. And uh, we're very grateful again, Kim, um, because she told us about Gregory Austin, a friend of hers uh, in the Buffalo area. And, uh, and so we got, uh, after she told us about what, what he's up to, we got on the phone with him, obviously. Yep. And that's who we're going to be speaking with today. You did a, you know, it wound up being, you know, longer than you even expected. You know, it was a nice about 20 minutes or so that you talked with Greg. Yeah, yeah. It was really inspiring, you know, talking with him, you know, seeing how he's, you hear so many people have reluctance to start in voiceover because they're like, well, it's not New York or LA, you know, I'm not going to do cartoons or anything like that. Um, the thing that I like about Greg is he's just kind of made it happen for himself. Nice. You know, he took all these things that were in his background and this is what I'm always urging people to do. Do mm-hmm. look at look at take inventory. Look at what yep. you've got and and use that. You know. And for him, he's a writer. He's taken improv. So these are things that have kind of fueled him. He left. He was born and raised in Buffalo. Left. I'll, I'll let him talk about it. But, yeah, yeah. But I think the thing was for me, it was super inspiring to see somebody who's you know in Buffalo, New York, that is really doing things not just for himself, but he's also establishing a community around around yeah. himself. Yeah. Buffalo does get a bad rap, mm-hmm. uh, but they also get bad weather. Yes. So that, that might be why part of why. It gets bad rap. Um, but aside from that, you had a great conversation. Let's listen to you talking with Gregory Austin. First off, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for uh, reaching out to us. I, I know you've heard us say this from time to time, but um, it, it's very uh, in life-affirming. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's very rewarding uh, for us when we hear from former students who are out there, you know, a couple years out from their training, and, and they've gotten some stuff under, under their belt. Um, but we uh, we heard from you uh, from through an email from uh, your your roommate Kim, uh, who is a very long time listener and has been the inspiration for a great number of our episodes. So uh, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. It's real good to talk to you guys again. Excellent, cool. So um, what what I usually like to do with this and what I think helps people to to kind of get a sense of uh, who you are is is I guess first off. Um, you are a successful voice actor. You've found a lot of work in, in the podcast field and working with uh, doing audiobooks. But uh, to, to get to that point, I think it's important to start from the beginning. So um, tell everybody, you know, what is it that got you started on this path? How did you wind up pursuing voiceover? Was it a passion that you'd always had? Or, or what is it that started you on this? So I'm uh, from the Buffalo area originally, and I'm there now. And uh, ever since college, I, when I was at college in and around Buffalo, I was in the philosophy department mostly, but I always hung around with the theater people and always did shows and helped out with music or anything they needed. I was kind of a utility man. And then uh, after college, uh, Buffalo is a big theater town, so I always looked around for various opportunities and other shows I could get involved with throughout the community. And, um, you know, that was great for a while, but then it uh, one of the big things was in Buffalo, there's a big emphasis on musical theater, and I don't have the best uh, singing voice. I'd uh, 
you know, I'll sing a few bars for you after we're off the call, so you could uh, <laughs> get, get a good, uh, good picture of that. But uh, yeah, for every David Mamet play, there was probably 15 Roger and Hammersteins, so okay. I had to uh, look elsewhere. So after that, I went to Chicago for a while. I lived uh, a number of years in Chicago, and uh, I found something I love very much. I was a head writer and premier performer for a uh, improv group called The Human Touch, which I helped found with a couple of uh, Chicago locals. So, and that was great too. You know, we did that for about five years, working bars most nights and, you know, it was fun, but we made maybe between 50 and a hundred bucks a night mm-hmm. for two or three nights a week. And a lot of that went back to the bar before mm-hmm. the night was over. So, <laughs> gotcha. you know, that goes. Mm-hmm. So then uh, I came back to Buffalo and I took one of your classes to getting paid to talk at my local adult annex. And I really started to do voice work for the first time. And I really liked it. And I've worked since uh, then. I did more classes with you and made the demo and whatnot. Yeah. And, and from, from what I've heard, you, you've done pretty well. I mean, a lot of our students, you know, go on to get a couple jobs here and there. But you dove into the, the podcast field. I know I've heard that you've been on... Um, Farfetched Fables was one, and Podcastles. So tell me a little bit about that experience. Were those people who were in your community, or how did you you land those gigs? Well, like I said, with Buffalo, it's great, but they're more focused on theater. So, you know, I do contact people throughout the community to, you know, get jobs there. But I also do a lot of um, stuff through the Internet. Mm -hmm. First thing I did when I, after I made the demo and was, uh, starting to establish myself as I bought a microphone, set up a home studio, and really wanted to get a good room where not a lot lot of noise went in or out so I could have kind of a professional-sounding area, but not truly professional, if Mm -hmm. you you understand. So as far as Buffalo goes, I live in a pretty quiet neighborhood, but when I first started out, there must have been some criminals up the street because every time I'm turning the microphone on, you get the wah, 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 wah <laughs> with the police cars and ambulance. So it was, a, it was some growing pains, but uh, eventually I was able to uh, uh, isolate sound as best I could. And one of the first jobs I found was an internet site called Smiles for All, which paid you money to do some musings and record them and send them in. So I learned a lot about mastering and getting the best sound just by a trial and error process through Smiles for All because I sent them maybe three or four different takes and they're like, well, there's a lot of background noise. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of clicks and pops when you're talking. So mm-hmm. it was just a lot of adjustment going back and forth. And finally, I, I got to a point where I can get a good sound and do it quickly and make it worth the time for the money they were offering. And after that, I went to the podcast, I went to the Farfetch Fables and I, still doing that now so it's a good way to get some experience and some have some fun you know cool it's nice to have a a place like smiles for all that that gives you that safety net of having that that opportunity for trial and error because a lot of folks you know who don't have a lot of experience in in audio engineering you know try to dive in and they send stuff out and they never hear anything you know they never hear anything back as to why their submission wasn't accepted or anything like that so it's awesome that you were able to find you know one of your first opportunities you know, gave you some some feedback on how to improve your skills as as a, I mean, basically as an audio engineer. Yeah, and one of the first things I learned from the the voice coach's team, I think I made my demo with Ted. Uh, one of his big things was, you know, don't send to ABC, don't send to NBC. They get you know demos all day, every day. You're gonna just go under the radar. The best thing is to check resources like Craigslist or anywhere online. And if, you, if you're good at Google, if you've learned to Google, you know, to adjust the time of, the, of your search engine so you could check within the last week, the last 24 hours and see 
who needs voice actors right away, you know, so you're one of the first 10 people in on that job. Yeah, that's one of the most important things about internet work is a lot of the time it is, you know, it's a little different than, than working in your community where if you're working in your community, chances are, you know, you're, I, I would even hesitate to use the word competing against other folks because, you know, every voice is different. Oh, sure. And, you know, that's an environment where I'm sure you've had this happen where, you know, you may, you know, fill the role for one one spot that someone else, you know, they're of the opposite gender or a different age they couldn't do with, with the internet. It's so anonymous. And oftentimes it is, you know, the first person to get there, um, does that. So what are some of the other challenges and and rewards that you've seen of, of looking for work over the internet? So as far as challenges goes, um, like you said, it's not, I mean, it's good to be first, but also, you know, you always see that there's people better than you. So you got to keep, you know, it's a good thing. It's good to listen to other people and understand what they mean when they, ask for a certain type of voice. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started out, I was just kind of giving the same type of reading regardless of what they asked for. So, and I, you know, I kind of, I kind of emphasize the announcer voice, which uh, voice coaches and other sources have told me, you know, unless they specifically ask for the announcer voice, don't come okay. in and yeah. just start talking <laughs> like this. You know, you want to give a natural read. So, you know, I, I wasn't doing full announcer. I was kind of doing cross between the two. Mm-hmm. but it wasn't quite what people were looking for. So I, you know, I've been, I, I did a lot of time auditioning with just kind of a single solid one voice type thing. And then, you know, being in the business longer, you start hearing other people, you start listening to other people's advice and you realize that, you know, you, you're going to have one set of, uh, you know, you're going to have your own set of voices. You're going to have your own set of ideals, but you got to make them match up with what the client's looking for, because that's, going to be half the half the deal right there. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a it's a good dose of 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 learning a bit of self-awareness, right? Like, you know, Absolutely. what what is in the, the, there's a real challenge in anything artistic where you're trying to get that thing that is in your head to be the thing that exists in the real world. And I think um a lot of that trial and error a lot of times people will do stuff like this and not see the value in what they're doing of, of spending that time and doing it and going, well, I guess it didn't work out, you know, whereas you kind of looked at it and went, well, why didn't it work out? And, you know, when you, when you develop that, that, that's, I often feel, you know, we learn best through our mistakes, right? The things that don't pan out can tell us a lot more sometimes than the things that do pan out. And then once you start seeing that success, you know, rolling in, um, it's like, okay, that thing that I tried worked. So it's good that you've been able to to take that rejection and, and turn that into something positive. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that. That's a good assessment. And it's, you know, it's just a lot of knowing your own voice, your own limitations and challenging those to listening to what you recorded uh, along with what other people have recorded. Yeah, that's that's one thing that you said that I found was really interesting was hearing that there's people better than you. And I kind of liken this to something I told my son the other night. You know, he wanted to read a book, but it was too late for him. You know, he was up past his bedtime. And sure. I was like, you know, why don't you ask your teacher to teach you to read tomorrow? And I was like, you know, what the cool thing about learning to read is? you're never going to get worse at it. You're always going to get better. And I, I think the same thing applies with voice acting, right? You know, you'll hear those people that are better than you and you go, okay, I got to dig a little deeper. I got to push a little further. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that you've, you've discovered through that is that, yeah, you're going to come across people who are better than you, but it's just because you're not there yet. You know, I think the minute you, you start putting limits on yourself, that's that's your thing, right? And I think by coming across those people, you go, oh, wow, I, I could do that, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, and, 
you know, when I'm not auditioning for stuff, I'm, I, you know, I'm always watching cartoons or other voice actors that excel and where I, the area I want to be, not necessarily the voice I want to be. Like I'm a big fan of uh, Billy West and Greg Sipes and I know their voices and I know I, you know, I have a much deeper register than both those two specifically. And I know that I couldn't make a voice to sound like theirs, but I could, use my voice to create interesting and compelling characters or sounds that mm-hmm. could be in that same realm, whether, even though it's not going to be the product that I'm used to. Right, right. And I think that's another thing that I picked up from what you've, you've been talking about. You've been a utility man. You've been in improv groups. You developed a home studio. You're, you're taking a really holistic approach to this. And that's one of the things that I wanted to share with our listeners that I think a lot of people miss out on. You know, they, they go to the class, they go through the training, they cut a demo, and they just kind of try this one approach where it seems like you've just been going, okay, well, let me try this. Let me try, try that. You know, you've been in podcasts. Um, I think you've done a couple books now for uh, ACX. Yep, been working the ACX. I'm up to about four or five different uh, titles right now, and I'm auditioning, you know, probably later today. Who knows? That's great. Yeah, so I think you know, taking that comprehensive approach, and the more the more that you pull in, the more awareness you're going to have, and, and the more opportunities that you can open up for yourself. So it's awesome to see that you've found so much. Um, work over the internet. But on, on the flip side, again, you've been taking a, a comprehensive approach to this. Not only are you looking online, but you're also, you know, really immersed in your local community. And it sounds like you're actually kind of becoming an agent of change where, you know, you'd said Buffalo is primarily a musical theater thing, but now you're getting in touch with when we were talking before the interview, sharing talent between resources. So to so talk a little bit about the success that you've been able to find locally. Oh, sure. Very, very excited to talk about this indeed. Um, about Probably uh, October or November last year, I was reading through the Buffalo Art Voice, which is one of our free papers focusing on the arts. And I just happened across a uh, ad for a company called Oral Stage Studios, which is a local Buffalo audio drama company. And uh, even though I never did any audio drama in the past, I read through the ad and it sounded like something I could really sink my teeth into. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's basically just like, you know, serials that are like what you would see on TV, only completely through sound. Mm-hmm. So I sent them my demo the day after, you know, got right on that ball, and they said, yeah, we're probably not going to be able to use that for eight or nine months. <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I'm a type of actor that doesn't say no, so then I talked to them further, kept a good uh, communication open, because I tried to keep a communication open with anyone, even if they don't want me at first. They might want me eventually. So it turned out they needed uh, writers for their next show, which, uh, which I'm currently working on now as both a writer and a featured performer. That's great. And they brought me along. We wrote 12 episodes, and that started back uh, last year around November. We got through them probably by February or March, and then uh, we began casting. I was, you know, lucky enough to get a role, I guess, and uh, we got some other great Buffalo actors on the project, and we recorded the pilot at a local uh, studio called GCR Audio, and we're looking to find fundings for the next 11 episodes. 
That's cool. So um, the interesting thing was he said, you know, that they're not going to need you for seven or eight months. And that kind of echoes back to something that I've been trying to, you know, uh, make reverberate, which is something Warren said a while back is no in the voiceover field means not right now. And persistence is a really important thing. You, you know, kind of saying that, okay, I understand that you think you don't need me, but, you know, you wound up turning that initial rejection around into something where not only were you able to get in as a voice actor, but also to use your, your other skills as a, as a writer. Um, and I think that's really important, again, to take that com- comprehensive approach. You know, the, the way that you've been tackling this is great. And again, it kind of proves that one of the things that we tell our students, you know, commercial advertising, it's such a small part of this field. It sounds like nothing that you've done so far has been commercial. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. You know, I want, I want to turn down a commercial, but I haven't ventured into that field yet. <laughs> right. So you've been out there for, I think, two years now working as a successful voice actor without doing any of that. It's such a small part of the field. And I think people get caught up on radio commercials and they go, well, that, you know, the, the way that you've kind of been using Google and, and, you know, building relationships with people locally uh, has definitely, you know, opened a lot of doors for you. And I think your persistence and resourcefulness has, has done a lot of other good stuff. So what would you advise people who are interested in starting up in the field to, to do? What do you think is a good, good way for them to get a, a start on this? I would say, um, I, I feel my path is doing okay right now, I would say to look at every aspect to not turn down a job unless it seems like a job that would be too time consuming for the price. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so long as the price is fair or if you're doing one for free with promise of future work, don't turn anything down unless it seems unfair. But if it seems fair but not your cup of tea, definitely take it on. Definitely use the internet to your advantage definitely use friends and you know family members in your area or even outside of your area to your advantage never pass on an opportunity definitely i know voice coaches have said a number of times let everyone you meet know you're a voice actor let everyone you already know that doesn't know you're a voice actor that you're a voice actor and um you at this earlier that the company i'm with now oral stage studios what we're doing in the community is we're trying to unite Buffalo actors and technical people all together. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, and anyone that works with the studio, we're taking their name, their uh, phone number, their email address down. We're listing their set of skills and we're making a composite list of all the talent in the area. So I'd say one of the biggest things you could do is go into your community and just get involved with uh, many different companies, many different people, and just you know, share and share alike. So if you're struggling to find something, there's probably someone else that's struggling to find something. And maybe both of you uh, by yourself aren't going to be able to do something. But if you get together and you meet their contacts and they meet your contacts, you could probably find something in the middle. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I've sensed is you, you didn't sit around and wait for stuff to happen. You you got out there and you made it happen. And now you're part of this big community and doing something really cool. I mean, from what I've heard about the otherworldlies, uh, the, the plot description I heard was uh, it involves Nuri, a young gypsy psychic who runs away from an arranged marriage, waiting uh, and stumbles upon a bizarre carnival from the underworld that is threatened by an existential crisis. Uh, it's really concise. It sounds interesting. I mean, circuses and bizarre... Uh, underworld characters, I'm in. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, it's definitely that type of show where we got all sorts of characters and all sorts of people from different walks of life playing unusual characters, playing, we got a lot of people with accents, a lot of people with uh, big voices, a lot of people with small voices, so it's one of those projects that 
is ideal for a voice actor in this business where there's a place you're going to fit in because there's so many different roles and different uh, scenes and ideas. That's awesome. So um, I guess my next question is, if somebody wants to hear some of the stuff that you've done so far, is there a place that they can go to find that? Yeah, as far as the otherworldlies go, that's still on the back burner. We're looking to release sometime in 2016, and that you know anything through Oral Stage Studios could be found through iTunes or directly through the website at oralstage.com. And uh, my personal stuff, I have uh, you know a few ACX books out that can be found on Amazon.com, searching uh, Gregory Austin as narrator, and I also. I'm featured on Farfetch Fables, a podcast site which does interesting horror and thriller tales. And I'm also on the Musing Smiles for All. And those are some more of the prominent ones that are out there right now. Hopefully more to come. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, any other last words or tips or advice that you'd give people who are interested in uh, getting started in the field? Yeah, just definitely don't get overwhelmed. Like when I first started, I, I was talking earlier how it just seemed like I was in the wrong part of the country. I was at the wrong you know, time for getting in on the ground floor of voice acting. But I just remember from my initial classes at Voice Coaches that it's what you find. It's what you make of it. Just go out there and try to find something, and you'll get, you'll get the rejections. You'll get a lot of rejections. But if you keep at it and you keep working at it, you're going to hit pay dirt at some time or other. So just keep at it. That's great. Well, you've been really inspiring, and it's awesome to see that you've you know you've you've taken all these raw ingredients and refined them into something, and have not only started making it happen for yourself, but it sounds like a lot of other people in your community. So, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. This has been an awesome interview, and uh, I think I think our listeners will get a lot out of this. Right, and thank you very much too. I was glad to be here. Once again, it's just great getting a personal testimonial from yeah. somebody about you know what they've done, how they've done it, how long it took, and and all that. Um, something that uh, you and I, you know, obviously get bored about talking about, you know, in our, in our own lives, <laughs> yeah. and people get bored listening to. So, yes. you know, you put somebody on like Greg here, who's uh, who's going at it and mm-hmm. not letting much get in his way, and and it just reinforces everything we talk about week to week here on the podcast. That, that's what I took from it is that he's, you know, he's just kind of taken all these things and, and made it happen for himself. He's, you know, he in whatever manner he can, he's looking for work on the internet. He's getting work on the internet. He's looking for work locally. He's getting work locally it's just you know you have to be persistent and pursue the work go to where it is find it and just follow it and and i think really what it comes down to when you listen to him is it's not as hard as you think taking that first step into voice acting it's not it's not and uh, we're trying to help you out here okay voice coaches has been offering a single evening adult education class called getting paid to talk for more than 15 years now at universities colleges schools and recreation programs across north america there's a good chance we're going to be coming to your area this fall can I just compliment you on that segue? Did, that was, did you like that? That was great. Uh, so anyway, uh, the week of October 26th, we're going to be offering our class in nine locations across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts in Boston, Beverly, Littleton, Charlton, Worcester, Kelmsford, Rockland, Plymouth, and Orleans, Massachusetts. We're also going to be in Toronto, Canada. And we're covering New York State from the Long Island Sound to Niagara Falls with uh, classes planned in Auburn, Chatham, Syracuse, 
Rochester, Buffalo, Albany, Huntington Station, Queensbury, Cortland, and Northport. It's easy to find out when we'll be coming your way. You can just call us, 866-887-2834. You can also email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com, just like Kim did. Uh, Use that address as well to send us any comments or questions or topic suggestions for this podcast. Uh, Remember, you can always like us on Facebook and rate us kindly if you're listening through iTunes. Yes, we do appreciate that kind rating. Mm -hmm. Uh, my, My wife is not very kind and rating me. No, no, no. Mine, mine know, too, too many years together. You know, I, I, don't, I don't get the A plus anymore. You get you know? the honest rating? I don't like that one. I like the kind rating. <laughs> the kind rating rather than the honest one. Very good. Hope you'll check us out again next week. Thanks. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information.